I want you to succeed at things that you never thought were possible, and I want you to fail at things that you never thought were possible. But I just want you to take that failure and move forward. So this morning we're going to talk about the image of black men in our society. Black men are six times as likely as white men to be murder victims. They are two and a half times as likely to be unemployed. They finish last in practically every socioeconomic measure from infant mortality to life expectancy. And some think that black men are to seem almost an endangered species. It's interesting that many people perceive black men as less intelligent, less productive, more hostile than the rest of society. everybody yeah surprise good morning. <laughs> good morning welcome to the imperfect podcast i am your host l ray um like i said we're gonna have a, a little bit of fun throughout these weeks uh last week we talked a little bit about costa rica this week we're gonna talk a little bit about africa um as well as just some other social things going on we always obviously want to kind of answer these misconceptions that everybody has in their mind and kind of counter some of these stereotypes going on um my guest today as you can see he's up there already um is one of the nicest people i've ever met in my life like <laughs> i don't know how to explain to you better but um everybody always talks about people in their circle and everybody not cheering for you but this man cheers for everybody and um it's obviously even when I started my podcast was giving me pointers on the side and helping me share my stuff so I could get it out there just so I could learn and, and get to the point that I'm at now. And obviously I learn more every week and, and, and kind of go back and forth with my, with my friends and with my people in my inner circle that, I mean, and now people that I consider my friends, they're, they're just family. I don't know how to say it any different than that, but, um, my guest today, if you're from Boston, you know, him as this guy, boom. <laughs> Just look up at the sky. You'll see him on the billboard. <laughs> Osa Renton, Osa Zua. Is that it? Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. How's everything it's going, man? <laughs> it's cooling. Um, so how you want to start this off? So, I mean, basically, my introduction to you, I remember when I first met you, it was actually where I grew up. We was, I was just playing basketball on the basketball court, and I was having conversations with you, and you asked me questions about, about random things, and then I don't think I saw you for 10 years after that until I showed up to football <laughs> practice, and I was like, the motherfucker, are you the dude that I talked to that day? So um, I guess how we started off is kind of give me some background into your life, man, how, before you came here, where you're from, where your family's at, and um, what happened in that 10 years? <laughs> that I didn't see you until you was on the football team and while um, you're on that damn billboard <laughs> well primarily um, I was born here in, in the US um, and then once yeah, I started walking 
my father decided to like send me back home to learn more about the culture with my grandfather. Um, six years later, came back to the U.S. in like '96, around nine years old. Mm-hmm. So from literally the age of three to nine, um, being uh, raised over raised in the culture of like kind of respect your elders, respect your teachers, that sort of thing. And a total culture shock coming back here in the U.S. in the elementary. You have kids jumping on tables and screaming "f you" to the teachers. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, I mean, it, it was it was definitely a culture shock from there. Um, even like as I uh, continue my life here in the U.S., it's just like, "You guys are nuts!" <laughs> like, what do you where think? so where 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 was back home? Back home was um, Beanie City, Nigeria. Okay. Um, I went to um, primary school, Ward of Faith. Um, it's mainly like um, a Christian school. Um, it's it gives you a little bit of perspective on like education over there versus over here. Um, I can remember as early as say like. Um, pretty much like the first grade versus here like we were talk we were literally talking about like the um, about like the chicken anatomy mm-hmm. you know so it was like that's kind of like different from here here you're still stuck on your one two threes and your abc's for sure and it's like it was just like what am i doing like pre-k stuff here still you know so it's like yeah. it's just like kind of like weird to like get a step back but yet you praise yourself as like the best in education best in everything but that's that's not necessarily true no I mean you're, there's a there's a documentary on YouTube well it's not on YouTube it was on Netflix for a while but you can find it on YouTube now called Waiting for Superman and it says that the United States tests somewhere in the top 30 in education and number one in confidence so I mean I'm sure Nigeria didn't test number one in confidence <laughs> but that's kind of where that comes about. You know, you tell everybody you're be- the best, but then, you know, we're basically taking doctors from all over the world to say that we're right. the best, but those doctors are from all over the world. Mm-hmm. So we kind of dis- disrespect the people that are smart in, in, in other places. Um, I feel like the, the the myth of what you have become and what you are is like you have people believing that you're, you're somewhere in between the Black Panther and Akeem from coming to America. <laughs> And we don't know which one it is. <laughs> I am uh, neither. <laughs> and then another thing I would say as far as the education is that when you go, depending on where you came, you know, in the city, because obviously Massachusetts is, is some of the best education in the United States. And then right. even within Massachusetts, you have bad and good. Obviously, I went to Brookline High. That's different than, you know, going to, I'm not going to insult anybody's Boston school, but said enter shitty school <laughs> right there whichever one you choose to name um i went to hyde park you know which is um deemed like yes put that uh, right in there <laughs> right so it's like it's not so much as the teachers being bad it, i mean it was just like the funding and like the higher ups just making the wrong moves every single time I mean, from student athletics to the curriculum, it was just it was just mind blowing. Like, what are you doing? It's like this is not gonna prep us for college. This is not. I mean, it's just like it's pretty much jail. It's like ran like a, a jail. It's like all right, 
So block five, and you know, everybody has to like, you know, file and be like have an overseer like just watching your every. Yeah, I mean single- that's basically oh. what's what school is because, and I say it all the time. You 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 tell everybody to do the same thing and you crush it down to a level where your creativity is getting attacked. Because they want you to do this. They want everybody to do this. And if you do that, then it's like, why'd you do that? Now you're in trouble. Um, Do you still have a lot of family in Nigeria? Um, Yeah, I still do. I still have uncles and aunts in Nigeria. Um, Same thing over here. You know, so it's kind of like even kill on um, both sides of the Atlantic. I feel like, in my opinion, there's a big disconnect between, you know, blacks in America and, and Africans you have an idea of why that is and do you experience that do you see that yeah that's, I, um, I mean like even in my younger years the experience that a lot you know so the misconception of like we don't have buildings or we don't have um, uh, hospitals or we live in huts that yeah. sort of thing is just like um, yeah we have like the traditional side of things you know kind of showing the younger ones like oh this is how we used to do things back before um, you know (laughs) the whole timeline got screwed up but you know so it's like we passed that along you know we still have those things there but that's just for like our cultural purposes like where it came from our history you know so it's it's kind of like mind boggling to see you know folks over here thinking that that's how it is well in retrospect it's not um you can see like nigerian movies now kind of like showing you like the city and like (laughs) no for sure yeah i mean that well but once again that's still nigerian movies so like before i made this beautiful shirt i was gonna wear my other shirt that says darkest africa on it and people always ask me what does that mean and i said the shirt is based on a looney tunes band episode now where they went to Africa and you know it wasn't a country it was just we're going to Africa and there was just dark Africa and then darkest dark Africa so darkest Africa then they go into it and it's you know a bunch of big ass ladies trying to cook people in a pot with bones in their nose so so if you're a kid that was Looney Tunes that was Looney Tunes up to 97 so you're watching that symbolism that whole time and then the next time you see Africa is like Sally Struthers telling you that you need to feed the poor kids there. So unless you fill in the blanks yourself, that is why most Americans believe that all is there is starving people and no money in huts and don't believe that Egypt's in Africa or Mali's in Africa or Morocco's in Africa, you know, or I mean, or that Ghana has money or that Nigeria has money. Like they don't believe that 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 is that. But um, on the other side of things, I will say like, what are some parents? Because obviously... I mean, you know Marshall, one of my best friends. Uh, his mom's stereotypes of African Americans were out of control. Like, if you had <laughs> earrings, you were selling drugs. If you had a pager, you were selling drugs. If you had a cell phone, you were selling drugs. If you had drugs, you were selling drugs. <laughs> so, is there any um, like stereotypes that African parents have about coming here? Like, you know how like Asians would just straight change their name? No, your name is going to be this, so you can survive in that culture. Is there anything like that? Um, in some parts, yes. Um, as far as like my parents, they are always fearful of me joining a gang. And like, you know, I can remember growing up, 
um, like we would used to like I used to trade like Pokemon cards as a kid. You know, it's like, oh, you're joining that game, like <laughs> the Pokemon gang. <laughs> yeah, you know? So it, it was just like always that fear of you know what she sees in the news because um, Nigerian parents again CNN, boom, don't yeah. talk to them, don't say nothing. Jigglypuff, bitch. You better not sneeze the wrong way, you know. So it's like, you know, that's their that's the misconception. Now they like they they know what's going on since they've been here for a while now. So it's like that stereotype kind of like washed away, and you know, based on the policies uh, that's that the black community has been facing up until now, till this day, is like criminal. What's um? What was I gonna say? So what in in Africa do they teach? Well, specifically Nigeria, obviously, because I think we have this thing where we just say Africa as if that's the country. And even myself, right. it's hard for me to get out of it that there's so many countries there, so many different cultures, so many different ideas of what it is. You know what I'm saying? And it's unfair, but if I have to unteach myself just as everybody has to take those steps to unteach yourself about certain things. Um, what do they teach about like the natives here in America? Because I know I talk a lot with Fink, and he's hell bent on the fact that the natives here are, you know, black. Which, if you do the research, you know that to be true. But yeah, when you come here, what do they teach you about those those uh, natives or what people would call Native Americans? Um, you would see. Um, well, when I was going to school, um, they show us like the lighter version of Native. Americans. They don't show us the original. They never show the original. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a narrative to say, um, as as you can see, the history goes on. The lighter the skin color of the original people of that land. You understand? So it's like it's kind of like subliminal to say that oh, Europeans were the originals in Africa where that's not the, that's not the case mm-hmm. you know like um, in Nigeria uh, we we learned of the the tanned version or the watered down version of the original people if you will um, and yeah that's 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 what I can remember as far as that yeah I mean that obviously you went to a Christian school so that's gonna whitewash everything even that much more pretty much yeah <laughs> I mean it's, it's hard to challenge that I, I, I often see that when you talk to people from different countries or from different continents everybody's heroes are completely different like you Absolutely. know here as 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 you know black Americans people's heroes you look at people like Martin as like Malcolm and stuff like that who are those heroes that come out of Africa and who comes to your mind um or what do they tell you of in terms of history and, and who are the heroes of whether it be Nigeria or Africa as a whole? Well, as um, you know, obviously you'd hear of like um, Desmond Tutu, Nelson Mandela's uh, of the world as far as Africa is concerned. And, but you go into um, to Nigeria, you know, you're talking about the civil war that nearly destroyed the country in itself and the soldiers um, who had a role in that. So those tend to be like, kind of like, I wouldn't say um, not talked 
talked about as much as the Martin Luther King or uh, Malcolm X mm-hmm. because um, we as a people we tend not to like kind of like drag on um, the sentiment of war as much. Yeah. Um, although um, my like my my people um, are mainly like the militants um, of um, of the nation um, coming from like, Edo. I mean, mm-hmm. you have a militant like we are. If you if you step into my household, is like literally a structure. You know, mother and father respected. Their word is final. You know, mm-hmm. so it's, there's no um, going against that. You know, so it's like it's like okay, you will go to medical school or be an engineer or be <laughs> or, or a lawyer. You know, so, you know, me studying um, accounting, I'm pretty much the black sheep of my family, um, holding <laughs> three different finance degrees. So um, you can uh, <laughs> really uh, take your mind and take your imagination wherever it goes with that one. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. The, um, what about, like, Mansa Musa? Mansa Musa? Um, the... I don't remember them talking much about him, really, to be yeah. honest with you. They, they really don't talk. They'll mention it here and there. Um, They'll mention, like, the kings of other um, surrounding um, countries, and that that's pretty much it. That's you know, great. like, none really stands out as much because, like, when I, was, when I went to school at a young age, kind of, like, remembering now, it's just like we delve heavy deep in the math, the science, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like a social environment. And this is like um, equivalent to like your second to third grade um, <laughs> growing up. So it it takes it takes me back, kind of remembering now. It's like wow. Education wasn't so bad in Nigeria. No, I mean you're 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 right. There's I guess there's going to be gaps in everything, but you know, the, obviously depending on the the school, because if you're a Christian school and you're going to talk about the values and the kings of Egypt and of you know Mansa Musa, who was essentially uh, an adoption of what is modern Islam and, and ancient Egyptian beliefs, is um obviously going to be a little counterproductive when it comes to a Christian school. Right. <laughs> um, what what movie in America do you think that kind of captures African culture the best? An American movie. Because um, I know you see the movies where people are like, oh, that accent's terrible. This motherfucker sounds like that. And that's what but I mean, that's just more of a, a realistic, you know, visual than, you know, a bunch of huts and starving kids. I would say a little bit of... A little, a small hint of coming to America and um, Black Panther in the sense of kind of like the mutual respect and how we interact. Um, kind of like the scene where um, T'Challa is talking to Shuri in the lab and her recording him um, like falling down on the floor. Because that kind of reminded me of me and my younger sister, um, Uwa. Mm-hmm kind of like going back and forth like you better not post that you better not take a picture yeah, yeah, yeah. like pulling pranks on one another so um, I'll say a little bit of that 
as well. Um, yeah, because it's almost. I see what you're saying. It's it's, it's almost like everything else kind of dehumanizes. Right, what you are like, everything's got to be so strict or this or that, and and that kind of place to the lighter side of you know humanism. Guess what? We have fucking fun too. We do this, we do that. I see what you're saying. So I mean, you what what impact do you did like? Because I love the movie Black Panther, and what impact did that movie have on you? And as far as like your relatives back in Africa, did it affect them the same way? Did they enjoy it as much as people here? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, especially when they got the the culture aspects of different African nations. So you went to South Africa, you spoke you spoke Swahili. Um, you went to like the museum, you saw the artifacts of Benin culture. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I lost my mind in the theater. I was like, they got it right. I was like, holy shit. This is me, y'all. This is me. Everybody's like, I mean like, you know, <laughs> You get ecstatic when somebody actually gets your story right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, <laughs> so it's not like your typical, um, I'm gonna kill a zebra, wear the, <laughs> wear the skin on me and stroll around. It was like, come on. For sure. Man. I mean, once uh, it's like that, like when people talk about now, oh, the looters, it's like you're talking about the smallest percentage of what it is, but you've taken that and turned it into an entire Something. continent for some reason right. and, and act like parts of it don't even exist in that continent um so i mean basically in, in your experience like dead serious you're one of the nicest people i've ever met do you encounter a lot like of racism in the united states and when you do i guess it's a two-part question is it more like oh you're african or is it more like oh you're, it's your skin color so when people do, I, I assume when you were younger, it's more African, but like where you are now, I guess, tell me like the latest story of something that's happened, if it has. Okay. Um, pretty much I was trying to get like tax lien information, right? So like the processing and how to obtain um, these tax lien certificates. So go to the clerk's office um, you know, I proceeded to say, hi, my name is Osa. Um, I would like to learn more about tax things. It's like, oh, um, I mean, like, they kept on being around the bush. I was literally there for three hours. Just to, just to <laughs> I, get I believe that with you. I, that shit, I would last about three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like, wow. I mean, like, come on, City Hall. It's like, I know Massachusetts does this. Like, I'm in the right department. It's literally on the board like in <laughs> black and white letters is like hey come see us if you want taxing information so I'm asking about them they're like oh we usually don't do that we can't give you the listing this that and the third I'm like okay but this is public record so <laughs> I mean like what seems to what what stuff do I need to do do I need to get a, a license of some sort it's like oh no but um coronavirus right so it's like I'm looking at this I'm like huh it's like I see what's going on now so um, a tax lien lawyer literally stepped out and and told me about the process it's like with this you need to obtain um, the uh, information about the property you're looking at um, pay pretty much their taxes their property taxes so in case the owner wants to keep their house, they have to pay you back, but mm-hmm. have it on public record. Okay. 
um, so that you can, you have proof of you paying that um, property tax. And then on top of that, depending on how long they um, they let it become their um, payment become delinquent, you get a certain percentage out of it. I think in ta Massachusetts, it's like sixteen percent. So once all this is said and done, I'll revisit that. But yeah, that's definitely one of the times I've experienced. Uh, yeah, and that I, I get, I completely get that because that's like the most nondescript that people act like. Oh, they do that to everybody, and you're like, no, I saw what happened because right. depending on how you look, depending on how they perceive you, I, I always say that no matter what protocols you put in place, if it's humans there, then you're giving the opportunity for human error. For instance, like people will say, I get pulled over by the police too, and it's like, yeah, but if you get a warning and I get a ticket. Depending on where my financial situation is at that time, and especially in Massachusetts, now your fucking insurance doesn't go up. My insurance does go up. And then it, you end up creating a gap like this over the over time, and, and you do get hurt by it, but people don't realize it because you're not paying attention to before. Like, oh, that, that's what it was. Um, what are the most common misconceptions you know, about Nigeria and about Africa in general that you would like to clear up? I know you kind of touched on a little bit of them, but like the biggest stereotypes right off the bat. Huh. Pretty much that um, we all run scams. That's the one I can think of right now. Oh, like the Nigerian scam? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like each time I see that, it's like, why... <laughs> why? Why would you give that boy some money? Like, <laughs> like literally, it's like... And bold, like, please send money. Like, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, so it start like I've, I've seen a, a bunch of people run like those type of scams throughout the world and know them personally. So it's like you look at those situations, and I guess from the beginning when the internet first started, it's like, oh shit, this might be for real. But now it's like, I guess you get a couple old people out every now and then that are just like, yeah, I'm trying to win, and they already got money anyway, so. You never know what it is, but like I guess, yeah, uh, that's almost synonymous in America. People here in Nigeria, and they're like, "Oh, are you a prince that's got seventy-five trillion dollars that you want to send me?" <laughs> <laughs> like, not everybody is a prince in Nigeria. I'm sorry, um, just a select few. <laughs> um, but yeah, but um, but for the most part, it's like education is like number one with us and using what you learn mm -hmm. is right up there. It's like, you must have a skill, you must have, um, it, like, uh, kind of like a projected goal on what you want to do in life. Um, for me, is just to pretty much master and fully understand the whole uh, world of finance, you know, whether it's accounting, whether it's stocks, whether it's cryptocurrency, um, whether it's um, steps on building equity uh, and and kind of like growing that uh, family dynamic from the ground up. For sure, yeah. I mean, I think one of my one of my friends, well, not one of my friends, one of my app, my app developers is actually in Nigeria, and he knows shitload about everything like I thought I had lost one of my cryptocurrencies one time and he's like no you have to do this 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 and this and I was like damn I thought you were just the app guy you just jumped over and <laughs> cryptocurrency advisor too that fast <laughs> yeah. I was like shit this motherfucker knows everything um 
how do people in Nigeria or other African nations that are closer speak of Egypt? Because it's almost like people think it's not in Africa, especially here in America. And I don't know if they speak of it to the history of the continent as we do of certain places here in America, but what were you taught about it when you were there? Egypt. <laughs> like, well, well, for me, it wasn't so much like highly mentioned or highly praised. It was just like another African, you know, <laughs> country. It's also like, isn't, it wasn't like really special to us per se it's like oh my god you gotta you gotta visit egypt um it's only one of the seven wonders of the world <laughs> right it wasn't like it's like okay it's like we it's it's like we actually do the same thing everywhere else so i don't know what you're talking about you know you know um even in nigeria like the great wall of benin you know it's you're still chunks of it like all mm -hmm. around Nigeria, um, you talk about um, various kingdoms in uh, Nigeria itself. Yep. You talk about Hausa. You talk about the Edo um, kingdom itself. You talk about the Yoruba and kind of like the relation to the Edo. Um, I mean, it's a long history. Um, I'm sure I'm missing like another hundred <laughs> no I mean yeah of course yeah we're, we're all gonna forget about something when it comes down to when it comes down to those type of things but obviously and it's like a, it's 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 like it's weird to me that they don't mention it but when you have all that history there and you're that rich in history I guess it's like yeah we have all this history here as right. well so it's almost like a, a fight for history but I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's, it's a good thing because it's just like just get to give um most Americans' perspective is like, okay, um, here in Boston, right? I mean, from, uh, you say from Hyde Park all the way to downtown, there's certain levels of history as you go down mm -hmm. to, uh, go down, well, go down to downtown. Um, but from Benin City all, all the way to like four, uh, four hours to Lagos, Mm -hmm. Is history right there? It's like centuries worth of history. Of course. Right so it's like from war to peace treaty to different trades uh, or um, different resources that we have or discovered over those years. I mean, by the time we get to Egypt, we're like 18 years of age right now. So just to learn all of that. So For I mean. Sure. Egypt wasn't like really high on the list. Um, most of us we knew about um, before Egypt, the time before Egypt, it was called Egypt. Um, like Kemet, um, you know. So it's like, you know, you for me is like, yeah, I can say I can go down that my family history and say, oh, Uncle So and So was from Kemet. Yeah. Um, uh, a modern day Algeria or even in Central Africa, you know, you have different branches of the family and different um, family history all over Africa. And I even have, I just found like a few years ago, I just found out I have some family in Japan, you know, so it's like when you go and understand your family history itself, 
Being oh yeah, when you learn it the right way, everything can change. I mean, and, and I didn't even touch on this, but when you when you say that education is at at a higher level, I mean, the oldest university in the world is in Morocco. It's been there right. before any other country, any other place had a university. And it's still there today. The longest active yeah. university sits there in Morocco. And before that, there was also a university built in um, Mali with Mansa Musa and the Moors. Well, absolutely. Before they went and conquered Spain for 400 years. Um, have you seen this clip of a movie where this dude slides across the floor for like 10 minutes and shoots a bullet in slow motion at other people? And it's an African movie? No, I have not. Well, you're about to. Hold on one second. Because <laughs> I got it up right here. You can see the screen. And I want your opinion of it. Because I want it to know if it's like... like this do you see it like in america when i see some shit and i just go oh them niggas is from florida <laughs> do you can you look at this and go because this says african action movie i don't know where it is, it is but can you just look at this and go that looks like some ghana production <laughs> <laughs> i hate you because that was, that's what <laughs> no I don't. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. But um, I, I don't know where exactly that is. I, I mean, they had the whole living room set up. To, kudos to them. But, is that, like, is that a specific design to a country? I'm saying. <laughs> no. Is no. that Niger, Is that a Nigeria movie? I gotta know right now. <laughs> it, it it may be. It may be. <laughs> Let me find out, I, man. Let me find out. You had something to do with this shit. <laughs> Look, I have nothing to do with that. Look at my YouTube channel. I have nothing to do with Just draw and work out. That's it. But listen, did you see the way my man slid across the floor? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like somebody took a mouse and just dragged that, that's, it. That is what happened. Somebody, oh, somebody in comments said that's 100% Nigerian. You can't get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame that shit on Florida. I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, place in Africa, I don't know. <laughs> what do what what is what do you think the best advice to give to a young minority in the United States is? Focus on building equity. Um ownership is definitely a must. And you know, it's going to be tough. But it's not impossible. Um, you have to have the mindset of kind of persevering and kind of building 
your own portfolio. Um, in the respect, in the retrospect of kind of like from owning your own home, owning your own business, um, whether it's starting off selling T-shirts two for two for ten, you know, mm-hmm. start something. You know, you want to get that cash flow, and and if you're able to go to a big name university for a ride, go for it. Um, if not double back go to community college use that knowledge to your the best of your your ability mm-hmm. and you know just going back to RCC um, which is considered like the worst college um, I mean I, I I went to RCC and I'll, I'll cut you off and just say uh, before you even finish like I have friends that have master's degrees from you know accredited schools that are known as the biggest things that that aren't really doing much different than somebody who didn't go to college at all and I have friends that went to RCC that you know own a bunch of shit and own a bunch of property so as long as you have the credits of school behind you you got to take into account the amount of connections you're going to need and how to take advantage of those connections because you see a lot of like especially younger blacks say or teach shit like don't trust anybody and I'm like then you're not going anywhere you can only go so far when you get to a certain point and um without trusting anybody that shit just makes no sense but i mean if we educate everybody to those type of things and 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 get everybody on board then a lot can change as far as your logic when it comes to growing the right way and what school you go to because everybody starts oh i'm gonna go to this school because of this name and then they get out and they still don't know what the fuck they're supposed to do and and that has to do with the age in america at least because it's like you said by the time you goddamn out of college in Nigeria, you might already get, you know, be a doctor or some shit. <laughs> but over here, everybody's, it, it's almost like now college is just looked at for like, yo, I'm going to go there and have fun. And even while you're there, it's such a surface teaching that it's not the same as if somebody said, we want you to do this shit. You're here to do this shit. You're working in this shit. You're learning it. This is the way that the jobs are set up. And some some professors go above and beyond that and teach you that. But some of them are just there to go, okay, here's the information you got to do whatever the fuck you want with it. And by the time you're figuring it out, you you might have two kids and you can't take the risks that you want to take that you... Right. Like, I run into a lot of younger kids and, and, and they're like, oh, what can I do? And I'm like, you can fucking do anything. Yeah. <laughs> but you just yeah. want somebody yeah. to, like, tell you that it's going to be okay. And I can't tell you that. All I can tell you that is to try <laughs> and whatever happens like happens at that point. But for the most part, you'll learn something that the next time you try it, you'll be more successful at it. Um, how many countries in Africa have you been to? I've been to, I've been to Ghana, Nigeria, obviously. Um, yeah, I'll say just those two. Okay. Just those two. Um. Uh, we, I mean, like we literally stayed in um, the Republic of Benin for like a few, few days, and that's just about it. But I, re- I wouldn't really count that as like staying. Like, yeah. How many countries as a whole? Uh, in Africa. And the world. Um, <laughs> Costa Rica. Um, Canada, obviously. Why is that been... obvious? I haven't been to Canada. Really? No. You've been to like. <laughs> Listen, man. I don't. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's on the list. I want to go to Toronto. Mm. 
very very fun place very chill it's it's like a polite version of the USA it's it's supposed to be the most diverse um, place in in the world Toronto it is um I saw like a lot of Jamaicans um a lot of Asian stuff it's just like boom like you normally don't see yeah. those two like in the same sitting you like go to Chinatown you go to here you'd see them but it's just like everybody's just well because big. you just like, said Asians I was gonna save this for last but I'll post it right now <laughs> see that guy right there that is foolishness he just got um I guess uh became a chief in Africa Really? Really. What do you think about that? I don't I, I don't know what to think about that. They, I mean, they in South Africa, they put Mandarin in the school system, so they teach it pretty heavily now. But um that's in South Africa? Yeah. Wow. So I mean, obviously there's a lot of Chinese influence of money there, but I didn't know it was to the point where motherfuckers was becoming chiefs. <laughs> <sighs> And actually, I was, so I didn't see this article just came out like three days ago, and I saw it while I was writing the questions, and I was like, "Oh shit, what the fuck is going on?" <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, for real. So, I mean, as far as I guess, since you've only been to Ghana and Nigeria, if somebody wants to go to Nigeria and it was like, "Hey, wh what do you think the number one city they should go visit?" As far as being able to immediately grasp the culture that you want somebody to kind of understand more about you and, and Nigerian culture. Um, obviously go to Edo State, uh, uh, GRA area, because um, you have like the kind of in between the city and uh, country life. Country as in far as like kind of like the setup of like more farming. Um, you'll see cattle. And then on um, the other side of um, town, you'll see like the cities. Um, Which what's the name of it? Edo State. How do you spell that? E D O. State. <laughs> oh okay. Kind of oh, well, that wasn't that obvious. E D O. <laughs> I might have thrown a T in there uh, or some shit. You want to go to Abuja, um, big city. Um, life kind of more of like a corporate setting and then um lagos more of a kind of like i'll describe it as uh, a more responsible las vegas so yeah i mean when i see the over <laughs> i see the sky shots of lagos that shit looks crazy i'm like i gotta go yeah. there <laughs> some of the buildings that i see there i'm like man yeah. so it looks it, that definitely looks legit um if you could travel anywhere tomorrow in the world, where would it be? Hmm. Actually, just anywhere tomorrow. I always wanted to try to go to Japan. Okay. Japan. That's what it would be. Why? Why? Why Japan? Um, just to kind of learn more about the martial art culture there, because um, it's been a while since like. Uh, practice karate and judo you know so just kind of like go there and see how like it's actually done you mean how, it's, like, uh, how, how it moves to the next level from when Africans taught it to them <laughs> that must be what you mean because the first samurai was a black person African <laughs> more 
I'm just just saying like their style, their this their their style and like their mindset on it, um, cause cause I I have like these various versions coming at me, just looking at um, media, movies, and things of that nature. I just want to see for myself, like firsthand, like touching down Japan to see see like how they go about it. What's um? Oh, Go ahead. I was like, trust me, there's there's martial arts in <laughs> in Nigeria as well. Oh, I'm sure. That's I mean, it's that's why I said it started in North Africa. Right. What is um? What's what's the favorite country? Your favorite country that you've been to so far? Obviously not Nigeria, but other than that. Other than Nigeria, Costa Rica. Okay. I had a good time there. Um, you hear that, Ralph? Well, there's your answer and your invite. <laughs> um, it, it was just kind of like a surreal experience just kind of like breaking out being cooked up in the USA for a long period of time and then just going to Costa Rica for the first time ever it's like wow this is this is amazing you know you have um, a different perspective on life and a different experience if you will yeah, on somebody else's culture you know Pura Vida, you know, when the elder, when I was running that early morning, like, an elder stopped me and said, oh, yeah, you know, kind of congratulate me and my, like, while I'm running, like, that never happened before, you know, so it's like, mainly I get these stunar looks from cops, like, yeah, let them go, we can't catch them anyway, but, you know, so it's like, somebody, somebody, like, stopping you and congratulating you, it was like, oh, wow, I never experienced that, you know, so kind of like a nice feeling, from being looked at as a criminal for doing the simplest things as running in the morning. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah so, I'm at Arbery. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, I I, uh, I know a cop in Boston that can catch you. <laughs> I know a cop in Boston that can catch anybody. <laughs> he's, he's the Northeastern 200-meter record holder. 200 meters? Yeah. No, we ain't talking about your five hundred mile runs. <laughs> I'm talking about if he sees you run past the stoop, you ain't getting too far. <laughs> I mean, two hundred meters. Okay, he, he got that record holder. Uh, he, he got that. I mean, probably zigzag for like three. Yo, he, he, he ain't a crocodile, motherfucker. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> um. For me, as far as the travel, it'd be two places. One of them would be Antarctica, which people always say you're crazy. Oh, you want to go there? Because nobody's ever been there. The other place would be Mars. That's why I changed it to not in the world, because I want to see shit that nobody's seen before, and nobody knows what to do with that. Um, I never really thought of that. Mars? Yeah, just something completely different um, than what people think is completely different. Obviously, um, Antarctica is like $10,000 a person and it's out of Argentina in a cruise and you have to have the permission of the Russian and the United States government for some reason so it's down the road but I guess the, the, the most closest one would be Egypt and because uh, I do have a, a, a little bit of family there so I would kind of get into that culture and, and, and look at certain things there that to me are just completely unexplainable so I have to see them with my own eyes um, how do we kind of reconnect that uh, Africans and you blacks in America in terms of being on the same page. What do you think the first step in doing that would be? It's kind of understanding 
the pretty much like culture and fi family dynamic. Um, the reason why I say that is if you see and understand like how a household is run or understand their way of life, you say, okay, it's not what I thought. Mm -hmm. Gain another perspective, you gain understanding. So that, that common ground will say, okay, we see why this is this way over here mm -hmm. based on the policies uh, of the nation, based on the dis constant discrimination in every aspect, whether it's buying ice cream, whether it's walking on the sidewalk, whether it's going, taking public transportation, whether it's going to school or going to the bank or looking at a house. How does, so, I mean, basically in Nigeria, is there a, a certain type of like colorism, racism, or tribalism that's there where like a cop would give you that type of, wait a minute, you're from here or there? No, not to the extent of the U.S. No, yeah, I don't think anywhere I is mean, to the extent of the U.S. I mean, it's like, yeah, we made like little jokes here and there um, about each other, but it's never to the extent where somebody's losing their life. It's not to the extent that somebody's losing their livelihood because of where they come from. Mm -hmm. Understand? There may be some disputes here and there, but to that extent, no. You know, so it's like if say the only thing I can think of if a cop pulls you over, it may be a corrupt cop and all they want is money. They don't they're not gonna take your life. <laughs> it's like, hey, I need yeah, lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wish that was here right now. <laughs> I'm like, just take the money, shit, don't kill me. <laughs> so it's not where as over here is oh, I'm gonna take your life because your skin is darker than mine. That's a whole different ball game. It's like I can't change that. It's like uh, you know, you're as good as done. I mean, it, I, I say it a lot, and it's a bit. The symbolism is everything. You know, if they watched more movies like the clip that I showed earlier, they'd see that I'm just sliding across the floor just like you, man. You know what I'm <laughs> right. Everybody but when you when you're making everybody look like we all killers all the time, then. That, that that's kind of what messes with those issues. Um, I mean, like clearly, you can see that we're not killers. <laughs> like, from that clip, I mean, like <laughs> we we're not here to kill anybody. <laughs> and, unless they kill in a horribly colored leather couch, then yes, I get that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, where do you find yourself in, in in this current social climate? Like, are you marching or? kind of what are you doing to make that change and, and how do you currently feel about like what you're doing for me it's mainly, mainly um, trying to under, understand the whole landscape of politics in itself um, and who writes these policies and kind of like I wouldn't say infiltrate but kind of go into to or gain a position or learn more about why these policies still stand, you know. So it's like, I mean, I can give you an easy one: uh, marijuana. Anybody that I've ever encountered, we're talking about over seventy-five percent of people that don't care if it's legal or not, but it still is not passed. 
<laughs> look, look, you know, the thing about marijuana is people shouldn't have been incarcerated. People shouldn't have died because of it. Um, the reason being, it's, it's an herb. It, yeah, it makes you feel funny, but after that's gone, you're back to normal. Whereas as alcohol lives leaves a mark in you, like if you abuse it, oh, yeah. <laughs> drinking it by the gallon, you're going to die. <laughs> if you, I mean, look, look to, if you if you quit cold turkey, you can die. Same thing right. with Xanax. Same thing with prescriptions. So that's what I'm saying at this point, where we're we're calling ourselves a free country. We have more than 75 percent of people that don't care whether it's legal or not. But yet you still have such an old amount of people in an old mindset that's representing people that don't have anything in common with the people that are putting the laws in place. Have you seen the the, the 13th? No, I haven't. On Netflix? Seen yeah, watch that today because it talks about how they do develop some of these laws and how they come about and how they influence. So that would give you the, the, the idea of how you'd start to infiltrate those laws. <laughs> um, I think uh, I've heard like lobbyists go and connection between lobbyists and pharmaceuticals. Oh yeah, unquestionably. It's like yeah. So like when I was looking at the stocks on marijuana companies and like I'm like, why are they getting pushed back? I mean like this is this is over a trillion dollars worth of revenue. I mean like look at the way they are taxing this thing. It's like thirty, forty, fifty-five percent. Yeah on like a little bag I mean it's like okay so I look at pharmaceuticals and nothing's being touched over there you know and these things have major side effects I mean what's worse than death <laughs> like you know come on it's like, yeah, there is, I mean to, there is no death is not a side effect of marijuana nobody's ever died from it um, so no. that's a whole nother situation from yeah you're you're right I mean but I guess the trust of these doctors is like, yeah, my doctor told me that it's fine, so it's fine. And, and that, well, that's why I hate, it's, it's almost like a 50-50 argument for me where people go, oh, everybody on Facebook's a doctor. And, and my logic behind it is like, I've had a doctor pull up a fucking tablet in front of me to look at what medication he was supposed to prescribe me for a certain things. It's like, I can do that shit. I'm smart enough to do that shit for myself. I know a lot about medications. So it's not like I'm arguing out of my ass. Like, I will argue with a doctor just as well as I'll argue with a lawyer because guess what? They're still fucking humans too. And they might be wrong. Everybody can be wrong. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the, when you rest the weight of the world on the opinion of, of one person or your life without getting other opinions, it's almost like people feel like because, and it goes back to that same respect thing, because of the doctor name that it's almost insulting to that doctor for you to go talk to another doctor, even though your life's in the balance. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> um, it, it should never be that. Um, even, like, say, like, stocks, you know. I may say, oh, um, Nike's the best sneaker stock to invest in, but I could be wrong. There's Adidas... I mean, there's Skechers out there, you know, <laughs> of the world. I and mean, like that may not be the best for your portfolio or your strategy, you know. So it's like I can't just say um, what it pertains to me and what I like. But for what's sure, best I've, for I've, I've never seen a doctor research in medication as much as people that are selling medication go to him. 
Like, people right. walk into doctor's offices and be like, hey, I got this new drug, and this is what it is, and we want to explain it to you. Instead of them going, you know what? I kind of like the idea of this. Let me go research it and bring it into my place. So right. it's like exactly what you're saying. If all you fucking know is Nike, then all you're going to be able to tell me is Nike. Right. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's so what it comes down to. Um, three more questions. Get ready. First one being, what do you wish people knew about you before they start assuming shit? <laughs> um, wow, that's a really good one. Um, that's a really good one. I can't like I have like my mind is just racing right now. Well, I, for me personally, I'll tell you what you think about it, so you can kind of hit off maybe some of the points that I make. Um, okay. The the immediate ones for me is is that I do care about people that I'm and that I'm I'm funny and that I'm not fucking angry. My face, I can't control it. I do get angry as everybody else do, as everybody else does, but it's like true. don't assume that beforehand because now you basically I have to kick down a force field that I don't see because you assumed that I'm not this person, but I'm way more right. that person than kind of what you think, and it affects me in all types of places, whether you know in in a workplace or interacting with people that they just assume right off the bat that I'm confrontational and they don't step back and look at it because every conversation that I have I step back and go okay well what could I have said it like this or done it like this and then if I see that there was no option for me to prove this at that point because they didn't give me the option then it's like what the fuck am I supposed to do <laughs> right right I would say yeah I'll say the same thing that's fucking nah that's to, cheating I, you can't say the same thing god damn it no because really like sometimes I would think like I would think about my mind would wander off to somewhere else and uh, I'll think hard and like in my quiet corner and people are like damn he must be angry about something but no I'm actually thinking about like what subject to study next or what am I going to do like the next day it's like am I going to run before lifting am I like you know something like that but um I'll say a little bit um I wouldn't say study or learn about my culture because that's that's a lot <laughs> to grasp. But yeah, but um, so I mean that's impossible. Like somebody walks right. up to you, they don't know you're Nigerian. They're just right. Like, Look at this motherfucker <laughs> with this beard. That's why I have to step back a little. Because bit. I think the di like when when you talk when I talk is it's very brash, it's very hard uh, harsh to most people, and it's very matter of fact. So everybody's like this fucking asshole like from the outside look at him the way he's talking but your tone of voice is a lot easier so I think that when you start talking people go oh, okay he's not one of those <laughs> <laughs> um, no I'm not one of those um, but but it's like when I like when I hear you talk it's just like I'm hearing like you being factual you standing your ground you like going straight to the point, not being around the bush, and that's like, cool. I can rock with this guy. He's a he's a he's a cool guy. <laughs> no, I mean to to the people that can deal with it, I get along with them all. But the people that don't ever mention it and they just sit, they're still there. Like, why are you still here? If it's if it affects you that much, why do you still want to be here? Why do you still want to see these statuses? Why do you still want to you know hear this type of shit when you're building up some underground resentment that I don't even right. know you have because that can all be talked out at any given time and, and trust me Easy. I want you to win whether you know it or not <laughs> I do you know what I'm saying I want I want everybody to 
to win. It, there's no point in me cheering against somebody for right. something so fucking stupid. That's wasting. Uh, that's a waste of energy. First off, um, because you have one life to live. Why waste it on something so unnecessary that can be solved in two seconds? Yeah. You know, people, like why yeah, do it? people extend it for the for the for the longest periods of time, and and you don't even know because they don't want to express it, but they got these faces on and they want you to slip. And then when you find it, yeah, I told you this was gonna happen, but it's like. So I remember somebody was making fun. I had this like line in my hair, and I went to work because I, I was cutting my own hair. And I still had a line, and it was like three people at my job. Oh, look at this motherfucker with the line in here! And I turned around and I said, "I never fucking said I was perfect. I can fucking right. cut my hair sometimes. It happens. You know what I'm saying?" Oh, can't see the behind <laughs> of your, the back of your head. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. It's funny for y'all. Y'all think that I like say I'm perfect everywhere, and I, I I can't make mistakes. But I'm like, I certainly can. I can still laugh at my shit too. Right. Is what it is, you know. We're we're, we're here to have fun and, and, and enjoy life. Fuck the Mad Max. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, what is one of your biggest goals that you are you feel that you're close to achieving? Um, acquiring property and starting a family. Hey. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I, I mean. You said it. Ownership is the number one thing that I tell the young kids because once you see some of these kids that have, you know, their grandmothers had uh, property forever and they were sniffing cocaine at 12 and went to jail, but then they get out and their grandmother gives them a property, they can just turn their life around immediately. <laughs> I've seen it happen a million times. It's like, oh, grandma left me a house and now I'm just right back on my feet. And when I tell minorities that, it's like, grandma ain't leaving you a house, but you certainly can set it up to where you have something for their family. Like I was telling my daughter the other day, we have a whole other half of a property right now that's a lot that you can get your credit in order and put a fucking house right on it if you want. And that's one of those biggest things where it's like, this is here for you. Now you have to take the steps further to to make that shit come you know, to fruition. And that right there is pretty much the best way to go about it. You know, for me right now is like I legit have um, a stock account, literally labeled baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally, already like I already st- I already started that. Yeah. You know, so it's like having that passively grow until the day that child is born. Boom. So, so somebody in the comments said half 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 this one thousand Nigerian friends have voluptuous Caucasian wives. Is that an option for you? No, that is not an option for me. <laughs> he was born here, so he doesn't need that, Ralph. Oh my god. <laughs> so my my last question, this is and this is completely it's it, it's random as fuck, but um I was reading about Somebody, I, I was listening to an interview with Kanye and um, Nick Cannon oh, the other day, and he was talking about Forbes, and he was like, Forbes was purposely not putting him in the top 100 or, or uh, reporting his income the right way for like five years. And um, I don't like Forbes at all. I never have. But I guess the question is, have you ever subscribed to specific magazines? Because I've only subscribed to two in my life. And... One of them was called Sport Magazine. It came out around the time of ESPN. I loved it. It was just better packaged and the information was perfect and the other one was called Business 2.0 and Business 2.0 
was one of the best magazines I've ever seen in my life. Um, it talked okay. about future ideas and future things that were going forward. And then after I subscribed to it, four months later, it got bought by Forbes. And they were like, here, you're going to get Forbes for the rest of the year. And I never fucking read it again. I, there's things that I saw in that magazine, Business 2.0, almost 18 years ago that I still have not seen now. Like one of them was a coffee cup that the lid changes colors when it's safe to drink. I haven't seen it to this wow. day. Yeah, it's still there. The company's in Australia. I could go and find it again, but I'm like, I don't know how this didn't take off. And the other one, which we're kind of getting to now because people are doing it in a phone, was um, it was a credit card wallet that you put all your cards in it and the, you just RFID the top of it and it represents whatever card you want to use in your wallet. And I think that is kind of coming now. And then obviously you have like Apple Pay and stuff like that. But right. as far as you, have you ran into any that you like are like, oh, I need to read this magazine all the time? Um, well, I didn't subscribe to Wall Street Journal. I kind of like had it laying around um, at my oh, job. Nigerian so, hustle. Oh shit! All right. So, <laughs> so like I, you know, I dabbled in like kind of like in the beginning when I started to learn more about stocks and kind of like do my little reading comprehension on what was announced and go back to the drawing board and say, okay, I'm investing this, this, and this because of what they announced and their balance sheet and their cash flow. So I would say Wall Street Journal and The Economist. Okay. Um, a magazine. I haven't, I, I like, I stopped subscribing them like for years now, but those are like the only main two um, good reads um, that I literally had subscribed to um, back in like 2014. So <laughs> I guess. Before we uh, finish up, I'll, you could tell me the story of how you ended up on that goddamn billboard. And for people that are just joining in now, I'm talking about this. <laughs> that right there. What's the story behind that? Um, the story <laughs> behind that is pretty much um, like I didn't start my college um, career there. I started it at um, Benjamin Franklin. Okay. So when... Um, when the collapse in 08 was in full effect, it's like scholarships got pulled. Um, I couldn't even get a loan to go to Ben Franklin at the time, where it was like like private like a private institution at the time. So it's like dang. So I couldn't really afford school like wholeheartedly. So financial aid, like, literally wasn't there. So that wasn't even an option for me. Um, so I went to RCC. So I took, like, one or two classes per semester, as much as I can afford, until um, 2016. So I finished with um, accountant certificate at first and then looked back at kind of, like, the the business major, like all the business majors. Mm -hmm. So I was like, hmm, let me get business management, um, accounting, and and um, business administration. So I literally went back and started taking all of the courses that I want to take. So now, you know, I have I had the stock thing going before I went back to school, and now to fully understand that aspect of finance you had to be on a billboard 
no, it, it was one of the um, visual um, visual aides who came up to me and was like, "Hey, you want to sign this waiver um, to have your license?" I was like, "Sure, why not?" You know, I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't think they would actually go through with it because people would ask me, "Hey, would you?" Yeah, um, people say get, shit all the time. <laughs> right. So like, I just like, "Hey, sure, why not?" It's school related. I'm not doing anything bad. It's not incriminating. Sure, why not? So. I did that thinking nothing of it, and you know the phones started. Like, yo, yo, Billboard man, I see. You. What do you mean? I see you in East Boston, man, smiling and grinning and everything, man. I was like, you know, old friends that I haven't spoke to like since um, elementary. You know, it's like, oh, congratulations, man. I'm like, huh? Like, how do you know? It's like, yeah, I saw you on the Billboard. You know. Like, <laughs> I was, exactly. Matter of fact, somebody said to me, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have Osa on. They were like, Osa from the billboards? I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? They were like, he's on billboards. I was like, I need a picture of that shit. Send it to me. Right. <laughs> so then I got, I definitely got the picture. Um, so you coming with us to Egypt? I wouldn't say definite. Depends on what, t- what time. I mean, like, I have a slew of things that I have to get straightened out first yeah me but... too <laughs> <laughs> but sure. i know it's happening it's happening yeah. i mean it probably would have been this year but after coronavirus like you know moving yeah. moving costa rica to november we'll have to see how everything plays out and um go there and 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 get that you know culture experience as we do go there um as far as your youtube channel i don't know if it has a specific name but no, it's just my shout name. it out. Let people know kind of what it's all about and what you're looking to achieve with that um page. Oh, the channel is Osa Osa Zua. So the first three letters of my first name and my last name, as you see here, mm-hmm. um, it's about art. Learning, I'm learning about art and fitness. Yep. So my regular workout routines, um, not just running. Um, but kind of like the lifting aspect of my workouts. Mm-hmm. I mean, even so, you know, it would be a great idea because when you get that financial thing down, is to add because I talk about this a lot. Um, just a simple, you know, W two filing. Because because people seem to think that they have to go, you know, to like H and R Block or to TurboTax no. no matter what. And I think just you taking a simple W two and doing it like something like that, a little small video like that, will kind of give, you know, especially the young minorities intro. I, I filed my own taxing since I was fifteen. So and wow. now I'm doing, you know, filing business taxes and, and my regular W two stuff at the same time. So it, it's a little bit more complicated. But as far as like a simple like my daughter was like, I have to find out how to file taxes and I was like, just log on to one of the sites and <laughs> fucking comes back to me eight minutes later. She's like, Oh, okay, it's done. I'm like Yeah, see what happens when you try. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah definitely set up a video like that but like he said oh, his first three, th- first three letters of first name last name is his channel definitely like it um, definitely subscribe to my shit and when you go and watch the videos on YouTube like them comment in perfect Please. audio <laughs> um, smash that like button exactly smash that like button for both of us man cause I'm, I'm so tired of hearing this I don't really like shit on Facebook and I'm oh. like, well, I don't really like you, but I still like your shit just to I make mean, sure that you a, win because I need your help to fucking do it. Like, I don't understand. Right. I mean, it's just a simple thing of just clicking that share button, clicking that like button and 
just watching it. You don't even have to watch it. Just hit press play and walk away from it. That, that's, <laughs> that's mainly it. Three things. Three simple things, just, you know. Dom just said, I think Ray's trying to take my tax business away. I think, the, ah. I, sorry, Dom. I think the Tropic Bowl page would beg the different, considering the whole business is up there, and I still right. got my video out there shouting you out. So stop that, stop that right now. But um, Osa, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend, for for, for clearing up some African misconceptions. Thank you Anytime. for all the support, and thank you for being just a great individual, man. And good luck with everything. Buy this shirt. Buy that shirt. Buy. No, I, we got the new one coming up soon. The new FTL sets next week. So look out for them. I'll put but them I need out there. That. You know I'd need that. Maybe. I don't know, man. I, I need that. I need that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I think listen, it would go with my running shoes. You a whole different size than last time. You might be an extra medium now, man. I don't even know what you do. <laughs> but, man, have a great day. Thank you, you everybody, too, for man. watching. Share the video. I'll have it up on Please Spotify do. and YouTube. Spotify today. Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts today. YouTube will probably be tomorrow because this shit's going to take, like, 16 hours to upload or whatever. But um, have a great day, everybody. Have a great weekend. Osa, thank you, my man. No problem. Anytime. Thanks for having me.